Hope Through Exile is a new podcast that desires to provide a different message from what is present in modern society. True hope can only be found in Jesus. As part of that hope, we as Christians must be exiled from the world's way and believe that through Jesus, we now are citizens of heaven. This citizenship is guaranteed because Christ has already proclaimed victory. All right, welcome back to Hope Through Exile. My name is Dave. I'm Matt. What's up, guys? Okay, so today we're talking about a relationship with him, him being Jesus Christ. So, Matt, I want to talk about saved completely by grace, not by works, and what that means. I love this about the Bible because I'm going to go on a rant. You've been talking too much for the past two episodes, so I'm going. (laughs) Go for it. I think... God has designed me in a way that is best described as stubborn. If I can do it the wrong way, I'm going to do it the wrong way first. Then God politely helps me along, or at least the Holy Spirit guides me along to do it the right way. And and this is this is prevalent in my life. Uh, and you know, just just for like for instance, high school, I. Loved substitute teachers. I tell my kids this all the time. It's probably not the best example. I always tell my kids what not to do. I'm like the Tim Allen of high school examples. Uh, Home improvement, if anybody is wondering. So the thing is, is like substitute teachers during high school, I gave them so much trouble. Like it was guaranteed if there was a substitute teacher there, I was going to go see the principal. I don't even know why they bothered. I mean, there had to be some sort of substitute teacher union at my high school that was like, <laughs> look, if David's in your class, just send him to the principal. Don't deal with him. Just take attendance. He's in there. Send him to the principal. Because I was awful. I was absolutely awful. And it reflected because I, I had no ambitions to go to college. I didn't want to go to college. I just wanted to be a blue-collar worker. Graduated from high school, and September 11th happened. So I joined the Air Force, got into the Air Force, started doing the Air Force thing. Air Force thing didn't work out for me. My plan was, of course, to do the 20-plus years that my father and my, my father's father did before me. But that wasn't the plan God had for me. And so I get out, and I'm like, all right, I'll just be a, a cable guy or something, just something that pays good or whatever. No, recession hit. Around 2008, a whole housing bubble crash. And of course, nobody's hiring. And I did end up being a cable guy, but it was for like $12 an hour, which trying to support a family of four at the time, you know, it doesn't really work out. So yeah. And I just went through struggle after struggle after struggle up until the point where I finally said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Guess what his answer was? What's that? Go to college. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, wait, wait, do you know? I don't think you know who you're talking to, man. He's, he's like, no, go to college. So I quit my full-time job. I go to college and I struggle through the first part of the year. And, and I realized like, Look, I I have to change my complete attitude of this. And I changed my attitude. I put forth a lot of effort. I put forth some mad hours in studying and 
really applying myself because I, I have more to live for than myself at this point. I I'm now have, have a family of five. And to make a long story short, I ended up graduating with honors from college, which is just a complete flip considering the fact that I just barely graduated from high school. And the principal there, when he shook my hand and handed me the diploma, he was like, did you pay for all these people to show up when my family was there cheering me on? Like, woo! I was like, yeah. <laughs> my life is filled with hard lessons. Like instead of applying myself through high school and listening to God and figuring out where God wanted me, I just took a 10-year long trip to get to college and get a job that God had directed me in the first place. I mean, 10 years. That's 10 years. That's a long time. That's what? Uh, carry the one. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> and what's amazing is that God's grace is sufficient through all of that. Like he, he didn't look at me and go, well, you just wasted 10 years of your life and now you're worthless. Like it isn't by my works that I accomplished anything. Like it is by him. When God met me at that time in college and he said, okay, look, we're really going to do this now. It is by his grace that I eventually ended up being something, being able to accomplish something. And my parents were literally shocked. I, I ended up graduating, what, graduating with honors, what, that's, uh, that's uh, Chipotle or, or Cum Laude or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I mean, it's amazing. Like, I am not that guy. Yet with Christ, I am. So it wasn't by my works, it was with his. Right. I, I find that amazing. And so I got to get the training pastor's opinion on this. And I say training pastors because I'm just teasing you at this point. <laughs> but no, I mean, you've been through some real life stuff where your works alone versus what you are now with God, completely different. We talked about this earlier uh, back in episode one. Right. How does it feel being a man of grace with God rather than being a man by yourself? You had just talked about how, you know, you lived these 10 years and then and then God's grace had brought you through and it's through his grace. The thing that I, I find incredibly amazing is that God doesn't waste years that we might have lived apart from him. Like even if we weren't in his will doing something different. Mm, and what I mean deep. by that is like, so I lived 35 years without walking with God. Now, when I say that, so I had prayed to God, I grew up in church and I'd prayed I'd, I'd even prayed to Jesus. I'd never had that moment where I never saw the gospel for what it was. I didn't see the gospel as Jesus died for you to take away all of everything you've done. And he wants to be part of your life and for you to live for him. I didn't see it in that way. I saw rules. And so it kind of, it kind of took me away from that. But what I noticed is after 35 years of living my life, the way I wanted to live it, doing what I thought was right, trying to make everything right and live for myself pretty much. Well, there's no pretty much about it. Live for myself. At the end of that, when, when God came in and rescued me, he said, okay, you've done it this way. Now come do it this way. Come live with me and live for me and let me be the Lord of your life and see where this goes. And goodness gracious, man, night and day. Five yeah. years of that. But the thing is, five years since I've, I've known God, and, and I've, he's done more, and he did more than two years than I did my entire life. He really did. And that's, that's not like some kind of exaggeration. Like God has just done leaps and bounds in my life. But the thing that I've noticed is, is that his spirit will bring me back, like, and I'm not saying like some out-of-body experience, but he'll let me remember something that happened 
from before I was living for him. And he will show me the lessons I learned through that and how they apply today. Yeah. Some things you can only learn from experience in the past. Right. And like somebody can teach you these things through schoolwork or through classes and that kind of thing. But classwork and that kind of thing don't really give you wisdom. Living does. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Let, let's talk about that real quick. So you're talking about godly wisdom versus worldly wisdom. Yes. The, the difference of the two. Right. Describe to me a little bit more about the differences between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom would say that if you were to go about making yourself happy, if you were to do what it would take to make yourself, if you were to wake up and, and find ways to make yourself happy, that's what it's all about. Everything is all about self. That's the way the world, the way the world works. Yeah. I mean, if you, you look it up, your life is based on, and I'm not saying like your life, whoever's listening in general, I'm saying like the way the world works is life is based on how many likes you get on Facebook how many follows you get on Twitter, like how many likes are on these pages and this kind of thing. It's all about you. Like yeah, you. individualism. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, and you, you look at the commercials on TV, they're all geared toward making you happy. Like live for you, do what makes you happy. Do mm. what makes you happy. Mm. Godly wisdom just takes and flips that all on its head. The world tells you, it says, well, just build yourself up and make yourself big. And it's in songs and everything like that. People talk about it and sing about it. Like, make yourself big. Do this to, to make yourself the champ. Be the best of everybody, you right. know. Jesus straight up flipped that on his head, man. And <laughs> I just love the way Jesus rolled. He was like, if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. And if you exalt yourself, you'll be humbled. That goes completely against the way the world says. Yeah. Jesus says, humble yourself. Make him the Lord of your life. It's not about you. It's about him. And that totally contradicts everything the world says. Because the world says, make everything about you. God says, make it about me. I'll take care of you. So you're putting your trust not in yourself anymore, but in God. Yeah, that's really interesting. I agree with you 100%. This podcast is being sponsored by Hope Has Risen. Hope Has Risen is a drug recovery ministry where Jesus, hope, and recovery can coexist. We are committed to meeting people right where they are, whether they are seeking recovery or are family members of those in active addiction. If you or someone you know is seeking recovery or just wants to become a part of our community, visit hopehasrisen.org or on Facebook at Hope Has Risen. Thanks for Hope Has Risen for supporting this podcast. When we talk about individualism and uh, uniqueness, uh, when, when we talk about individualism, we're talking about people trying to identify themselves as something separated from everybody else. And because of that separation or that uniqueness about them, then everybody needs to be aware of that uniqueness of them and needs to be cautious of that uh, is, a, I think, a good word to say in relation to that. So, for instance... And we'll just go with uh, like allergies, for instance, like peanut allergy. Peanut allergy was huge when my kids were growing up. Like everybody had peanut allergies. You could not bring anything that was in the general vicinity of smelling peanuts to school. Could not do it because somebody had a peanut allergy. And whether it was a, a deadly allergy or whether it was a minor allergy, everybody had a 
peanut allergy when my kids were growing up. And it was, it was strange because, I, you know, when we were growing up, you know, I'm sure you could relate. I don't remember anybody really having peanut allergies. My parents force fed me peanut butter to the point where I can't stand it now. I used to joke around <laughs> to the fact that I was like, I am allergic to peanuts just so that no one would give me peanuts. And then people actually ended up being allergic to them. And I was like, well, that's not so funny anymore. But what I'm saying is everybody ended up being allergic to peanuts and we couldn't do that anymore. And when I say everybody, I mean like a large majority of the people. But it was this uniqueness of, well, I'm allergic to peanuts, therefore you can't bring peanuts around. Well, if you're not eating the peanuts, why can't I bring the peanuts? Like You're not eating it, you're not touching it, you're not supposed to do anything with it. I'm just going to eat my own peanuts. But for some reason, because the kid across from Hall is allergic to peanuts, I can no longer bring the peanuts. And it doesn't matter what type of allergy they have, how significant that allergy is, we're not concerned about that. We're just saying... Somebody has an allergy, therefore you cannot bring it. And it just seemed kind of off to me as the kids were growing up. And we're, we're doing that with several things today. And, and it's weird in the fact that we are saying, based off of your unique individualistic characteristic or whatever it is, it is about you, we are going to ensure that Everything else around you caters to that thing, whatever it is, rather than what the Bible says. And the Bible's like, you are a piece of a body, and this body is for the intent of something bigger. So you are simply just one part of that body, and you've got to be able to work in conjunction with the rest of this body. And then this entire body is for the purpose of something greater than that body alone. So, I mean, if you think about it, you're like, you're only one piece of a layer of another layer. And it's, right. it's incredible as you're talking about it, like just how flipped Jesus presented that. It's like, I mean, just to say like, Jesus says, die to yourself and live for me rather than live for yourself and ignore everybody else. It's extremely complex. in the fact that you're living for something grandiose, like just massive, and complex at the same time. Right. There's so much pressure on us to live our life to make ourselves happy because it's all about us. But when you take that off, when you're like, okay, this is about God. And and God has saved you through grace. So when, when he sees you, you're spotless and blameless and perfect in his eyes like oh, because wow. of the, the sacrifice of Jesus. So your life is not about you. It's about God. And you're already perfect in his eyes because of what Jesus did, because of the cross. It always goes back to the cross and what, what Jesus did. Man. So because of what he did, we, we're perfect in his eyes, and there's we can run this race that he has set before us to exalt his name based on what he did without any pressure whatsoever because it's already done. Jesus did it. So there's a pressure on a lot of people right now. They think that the way of the world is to live a happy life and the career that you love to retire when you're 65 and then spend out the rest of your days in a retirement home like in a in florida in a seinfeld kind of thing or something like that you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that that's awesome you know yeah. but as as a christian and a believer in god your purpose goes beyond that you never stop being a child of god whose mission is to exalt mm. jesus that's mm. our purpose that's our our life so as far as let me be happy so that I can retire and then die happy in that way, that just doesn't happen, nope. man. Like we go on vacation as Christians, we go on vacation. We're to be putting the name of Jesus above everything. 
Like we're, we'll go on vacation away from work, but we're still at work for the body. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's deep. we're still proclaiming the name of Jesus and representing him wherever we go. We're his. So mm. our, our work doesn't ever end, but the weight of having to do it correctly isn't even there because it's God. God's done it. See, now, now you got me feeling guilty because I just went on vacation. <laughs> All I wanted to do was get out and go fishing. And I didn't even think twice about fishing for men. I was like, <laughs> where are the fish? I just want some fish. <laughs> Did you catch anything though? Uh, a couple of things, but not nearly what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. It's like bluegill. Like, Yay. Bluegill. Coming back to the, your point, you had mentioned it all comes back to the cross. Always. Yes. Right. It always comes back to the cross. I think that's an excellent point because it shows that essentially Jesus is the only way. Right. When we talk about, not being saved by our own works, but essentially saved by grace, that doesn't happen unless by Jesus, unless Jesus had come and done what he did. Right. You know, I, me and my kids, we pray usually every morning. I mean, we're pretty consistent on this. I, I think it's pretty awesome. But when we pray, I try to always remember to get it, get that one in there for, for thanking Jesus for, for his sacrifice, for what he did, for, for dying on the cross. Because I want my kids, I want that embedded into my kids' head that that was a real sacrifice and that everything that we have, everything that we are capable of doing and everything that we do in his name, it all comes down to that fact that Jesus died for us, that he sacrificed his life so that we may have eternal life in him. And when when you talk about like you're just covered in his blood, that God sees nothing else. Right. That that is that is what he sees, and that 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 grace is essentially that blood that covers over us. I mean, it's just incredible to think about. Like, I remember having this conversation with you over the phone, and it was just like, how amazing is it that God can look at us and not remember a single thing <laughs> of our sins? Like, beautiful. We were talking about it, like literally, like we were thinking. I remember, like, part of what I did in my past defines me like right. i can't be who i am today without going through the experiences that i did and that includes my sin but god right. looks at me and sees the blood of jesus and sees perfection yep how powerful is that i could lift all the weights in the world and still not get past all the sins that i've committed that is true power i mean just just immense true power right I think we're on some something really good here. I really do. I think we've been having a really good conversation and just kind of to tie this all up. We wouldn't have this if we weren't talking about the fruits of the Spirit and those things that help us move past who we were prior to the acceptance of Jesus, right? Right. I'm not the best at being able to portray all those fruits at one time. I mean, some days my kids get one fruit, Sometimes my kids get more than one fruit. Sometimes they get no fruit. Depends on how they're acting. No, really, it should be, I would share the fruits of the Spirit. But what do you find most challenging as far as being able to embrace those fruits of the Spirit and being able to also portray those out to, to others? What I would find the most challenging is not forcing myself to do them, but remembering that they come where they're supposed to be coming from. Let's put it this way. If I am going out and trying to be good and trying to force myself to be good and having to force myself not to lie and constantly tell myself not to do this and not to do that, 
and making myself love people, even when I don't want to, then I'm doing it wrong. I've missed the point. And, and that happens from time to time because we're, we're so full of pride. We want to think that it's ours that does it. You know what I mean? Like our own willpower that does these things. But what we need to do and what I need to do is to come back to the gospel and what Jesus has done for us as a people. So the, what the gospel says is that God had created us not because he had to or because he needed to, because he wanted to. Hmm. And, and we fell and he saved us and he sent Jesus to live out the perfect life that we should live. And he died for us. And now because of that, since I've given my life to Jesus, he's, God has imputed this perfect righteousness of, of him onto me. So we're talking about being spotless and blameless and perfect. And it's all because of what he's done and what he did on the cross. And man, we want to talk about how life's not fair sometimes. And we look at the only person that was perfect that didn't deserve any of that. And he got it. He got what we deserved on the cross. He got every bit of God. Like he suffered more on the cross for my sin, for your sin. He suffered more because of us, because of what we've done. So when I look at what Jesus did for me and I think about what I deserve in front of God, deserve, like I'm going to stand in front of God one day in heaven and it will absolutely be like exaltation and me falling at his feet, but I'm not going to have fear. Like I've lived a horrible life and I will have no fear whatsoever. I will be able to praise God openly in front of him on the throne room of heaven, which should not happen. Like, dude, I should be dead. Yeah. I deserve death for the sins that I've done. And Jesus came in and said, Nope, I'm nailing them to the cross. You're going to have heaven and and paradise with me. I'm going to get to, to be in front of God in heaven forever, like always in his presence, which is just such an amazing gift. And I get that simply because of his grace. So when I think about those things, what he did, goodness and love and mercy and forgiveness and those fruits yeah, come a lot more naturally. You know what I mean? Because right. how, how do you not be patient when you have a God who's been so patient with you? How do you not forgive when you think about all you've been forgiven? How do you not love when you think of all the love that's been poured out on you? You know, like it is, Fruit just naturally comes when you think of what God has done. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not always, there, there's going to be struggle in times where like you're gritting your teeth. But in light of what God has done, our walk and having those fruits in our life just come naturally. You summed that up so well. You did a really good job. <laughs> I can understand why you're going to pastoral school. That, that makes complete sense to me because you laid it out right there. That was awesome. And thank you, Matt. And I'm Dave, and we are Hope Through Exile. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Hope Through Exile podcast. Hope Through Exile is made possible by the generous support of Hope Has Risen Recovery Ministry. Find out more about their mission and get involved at hopehasrisen.org. The Shine FM Podcast Network.